Welcome to Theatre Club Podcast. We bring you theatre news, some theatre booze, and theatre reviews. Welcome to another episode. It has been ages since we have done an episode of Theatre Club Podcast because we had to cancel the Kiki showdown that we were going to go see at the Young Vic. Oh, we did. And it all sold out, so we didn't get a chance to rebook, which was um, the Young Vic's new kind of like drag ball show, which looked amazing. If anyone went to see that, um, DM us on Instagram, let us know what yeah, we missed. Because yeah. that was a real shame that we missed that. Um, but in this episode, we've been to see a couple of shows. Alice, you went up to the Edinburgh Fringe, so I'm dying to hear all about that. Mm-hmm. First time there. We went to see the brand new production of Lacage Foll, the musical, at Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. And we also, much earlier, which should have been in the last episode, we went to see Sound of Music down at the Chichester Festival Theatre, which is still on for another week. So we will have a review of that also. So before we start, just tell me, do you miss your eyebrows? <laughs> do they look really short? No, they don't. If you hadn't told me that you'd had a bit of a mishap, I'd think well, they were just very blonde. Well, my says, I've never thought about it, but then he's like, do you want me to shave, like trim your eyebrows? And I was like... I didn't think they needed trimming, but I was like, yes, I guess. So he like puts a comb over them and then with the clippers like runs it across the comb. But I think he's taken too much. They yeah. kind of disappear. You're very browy now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You've yeah. got a very you've, I've just seen bone. I look like him at the um I should be gluing them down on repool, you know, when they get rid of their eyebrows to, That's to paint it. new ones. You've lost the the shape is there, but the density is not. I know. Well when he did it, I saw them like <laughs> flying off, like sort of Flying into the air, and I was like, "Whoa!" This is so traumatic. You said trim. I didn't realize you were going to really. Okay, well, you're known so, to say yes to that. But you said you've got eyebrow dye. I'm. I'm going to do a match. Make a match. Make a make me a match scene from This Is Doubtfire. Like a makeover, yeah. So I'll do the eyebrows, and I'll say, while we've got the tint done, let's just put a, a little bit on the end of your eyelashes. <laughs> on the end of my eyelashes as well. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like if I dye them a little bit, it will make them. And then I'll say, while we're there, again. let's do the. Let's do the tash. Dye my tash. Yeah. You're going to come out looking like a completely different person. Yeah, you'll spin me around in the chair. I'm beautiful. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, I'm more excited to find out about your trip to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. First time ever. I know, I finally made it. One of us had to. And I, I know, knew I can't it believe we've be never been. It's like our whole life, really. One of us had to be the successful one, the one to get all the trips, and it's me. <laughs> it was quite last minute. Last minute thing, wasn't it? Um, Didn't you just... Was I initially invited? No. Did I was a last minute addition to my friend that had a spare spl- like place there? Yes. Well, that's nice. So I was so excited um, and also a little bit nervous because I hadn't really booked anything because it was quite last minute. But when I got there, you can download an app and just book anything you think is interesting. All the things that have had amazing reviews sell out really quickly. Yeah. But we just, um, you know, you ask around, you kind of just take a punt. Everything's like 12 or 15 pounds. I saw seven or eight shows. Oh, wow. One of which you actually recommended me, which was a... It's a mixture... Like, The Fringe is a mixture between, like, kids shows, comedy, theatre, dance. Like, I thought it was just theatre. Yeah. I didn't realise. No, Some people go there just to do comedy. Yeah. I didn't realise that. So, you had said that you follow this comedian, Tim Murray, on Instagram. Yeah. And he was doing a show at, like, 10.50 or 11 o'clock. And I thought, oh, that would be a really fun end to the, to the Fringe. And it was so good, Oscar. Like, thank you so much for that tip. Because... Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, because I saw it on his Instagram. It's called Witches. Yes. Um, and it's, yeah, because he is very, like, he does a lot of funny Broadway memes and content on his on his Instagram. So I thought that would kind of be 
it's style. and it's like it's it's niche references to theater but it's also a lot of like pop culture 90s references he talks about the craft yes uh, desperate housewives just all the stuff that we love and he's actually i don't i kind of always get kind of a bit nervous with comedy like nervous as an audience member nervous for them but he is so likable and like a lovely guy he didn't pick on anyone mm. he wasn't like overly like crass or kind of like playing into like a character it's just him yeah so anyway, loved Tim Murray. I sent him a message on Instagram saying it was like the highlight of my fringe. Oh, and he you. said, thank you so much. If you just love, um, yeah, the kind of pop culture, 90s culture. And, and he does the show musicals. dressed up as Elphaba, right? Yeah, and he, he references like all the different characters in Wicked and like the songs and stuff. It's very, very funny. Yeah. So try and see Tim Murray. And then the other thing we saw, which was um, worth talking about, was something called Oscar at the Crown, which I can never remember the name of this play, this this show. And every time I talk about it, I have to look it up again. It's not a great name for a musical. Not Oscar, my name. Oscar at the Crown. I don't know. It just can't. Yeah. It says, anyway, it's about Oscar Wilde's life and it's... Oh, at the Crown Prison. Yes. Oh, I see. It's set in this kind of immersive bunker. The set design was fantastic. It was by Andrew Exeter. And they have these kind of podiums, like crates that the cast move around on. Everyone's dressed in kind of steampunk... Backpacks with teddies on the back, Doc Martens. Ooh. It was very urine town. Oh, okay. Like That's, a, I've set yeah. the picture. It's underground. It's post-apocalyptic kind of vibes. And about Oscar Wilde? Yes, it's like this sort of group that have come together to tell his story. And Oscar oh, okay. Wilde is played by Mark Morelio, who actually is a Brooklyn-based performer. And he's written the show, created the show. Um, and that actually, now I think about it, that was a bit jarring that he's American and Oscar Wilde was Irish. Irish, yeah. So that... Was a bit annoying. The sets were incredible. The costumes were, yeah, really cool. And it was like so Rocky Horror inspired. And I read a review in The Guardian and they said that. And I was like, oh yeah, that wasn't me just thinking that. It was like that party scene where Meatloaf turns up. That's the whole thing. Mm. It's the songs are really fun. Oh, it's a musical. It's disco. That's fun. Oh, that sounds really good. It's a party. It's a disco party, mm. and you're kind of suddenly with all these crazy characters. Oh, I think I saw on your Insta stories. I think I saw like a little bit of that mm. um, in the auditorium before. Then towards the end, Oscar Wilde's wife, who was played by Elizabeth Chalmers, she does this big song. It is like it. It's so dramatic. It's so good. It's a sort of I want. Big yeah. number. It's oh, cool. it, like we were like, whoa! It was so good. Guess how many stars it got in the Guardian? How many? Two. <gasps> really? They didn't like it. They didn't like it. Well, I mean, horses for courses. It's so isn't funny. It? I'm like, this was. I couldn't believe that we'd seen it. I was so happy. I'd like, I'd go again tomorrow. Yeah. Even the songs were good. I liked yeah. the songs, the choreography. Like it, it just hit every. I thought it was great. It's really cool. Wow. So I loved Fringe. I think what I'll do next year is do a guide to fringe and talk more about what people should do when they go and stuff i'll do that yeah, next yeah. year well finding somewhere to stay is one of the hard bits isn't it because it obviously gets so busy in edinburgh so you obviously lucked out having someone who had already sorted something yeah that she had been she was being booked into by her work into uni halls and i didn't go to uni so i basically have had an immersive uni experience sleeping uni. <laughs> in a single bed in halls and Amazing. there was a fire alarm and we all had to go oh, outside wow. in our pjs that is the real experience. Yeah. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was really good. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I'm really every year saying I'm going to go, but I actually will maybe next year. I'll, I'll do it with you. I'll yeah. It. Okay. You've and then it. I landed on Thursday and went straight to meet you at Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. Oh, to you see... come straight from yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, and saw... Wow. Um, La Cage au Folle. La Cage au Folle. 
Yes, so excited to see this because I've never seen it, but obviously know of it. So for anyone who doesn't know, La Cage aux Folles is a musical by Jerry Herman with book by Harvey Firestein, and it is based on a French play from 1973, which is a farce about the owner of a um, gay drag nightclub in the south of France. He what he owns it, uh, George, and Alban is his lover, who is also the star drag performer. And then it's a it's a classic French farce of uh, George's son is getting engaged to a woman who has very homophobic religious parents, and they come over for dinner, so they have to pretend that they're this normal family, in quotes, rather than, you know, runners of a drag club. So it got adapted into a musical in 1983 by Jerry Herman, mm-hmm. who did Hello, Dolly. And Mame. Fiddle on the Roof? No, oh. that's Jerry Bock oh. and Sheldon Harnick. Oh. Um, but yeah, Jerry Herman did Hello Dolly and Mame, so it, it sounds really like all his stuff sounds quite similar, but in a way that I enjoy. Like mm-hmm. lots of it, you kind of hear Hello Dolly in it, can't you? Yes. And then Harvey Firestein, who lots of people know from. Um, yeah, why do I know Mrs. Doubtfire. He plays the brother that puts him in the drag of oh, yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire, and he's written loads of great stuff, and he was in Hairspray. Um, the original musical production as the mum. Um, and he wrote this. So the book's really funny. Considering it's written in 1983, he's got such wit. Yeah, it, sti- like it definitely really... stood up. Yeah. And this is a new production at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. So outdoor um, outdoor theatre, a 7.45 start, worth noting. I mean, I don't want to be boring, but can we talk about this? If what, you shot a, sto- a show at 7.45, hmm. Why? That's what I want Because of the lighting, I think they, in the summer, they want to wait for the, so it's in, it goes into darkness quicker maybe, Uh, so that the stage lighting can take effect. Because sometimes I'm going to shows that start later. Yeah. And they still finish later. So I'm like, oh, so you basically think that we all need to sit for three hours. And if you're going to, if it's not a three hour long play, we'll just start later. Like, I don't know. What is it? Yeah, it's really weird. And maybe also so people can picnic before. Because you can go into the grounds and have like drinks and stuff from seven. Oh, it's a lovely evening out, isn't it? Is it is really nice. Evening and it's out. full, like the, the the whole auditorium. You sit in a kind of amphitheater, like imagine like the gladiator theater, so you can see everyone around you. Um, and then behind the stage is all trees. It's like framed by real, you know, huge big trees. And you just, you know, you watch the sunset in Regent's Park while this this you know amazing play is going on. And let's talk. Let's talk straight away about the costumes and the set design because that's the big like eye. It's the feast for the eyes, isn't it? Yeah. So who did the set design? I did look this up earlier. Set design was Colin Richmond, and this is set predominantly at the drag club and their apartment above the drag club. And the setting was really cool. The orchestra were like in the back in a sort of... Well, you had a slightly better view of where they were. They were in like a... Sort of looked like their living room almost. Yeah, so they were, they were an on-stage band like you would see in a saloon. Yeah, and then the... Small band. And then the staging sort of had off to the sides was almost like the, the backstage props the of wings. the club. So you could see, yeah, set pieces that were sort of left in the wings and they would be carted on and off to create the different scenes like the apartment with all their sort of like the art was so well observed their sort of queer art that they had in the apartment was so over the top yeah yeah big gold grecian statues very versace i just loved the the color palette i think the costumes were of a you know like when you think of like drag from that time you think of maybe more pantomime drag that's Mm -hmm. how i think of it anyway it's like feather boas and more that kind of thing the way that they've done these costumes is still traditional. It's still not, you know, you're not doing like 
you know, leotard, like thigh-high leotards. Yeah. But they were like couture kind of drag. They were yes. really, really cool. Like they just had beautiful headpieces, makeup. It's like, you know how everyone was going crazy about the makeup that they did for The Little Mermaid for Ursula and that it wasn't drag. Oh, and right. they didn't even get a drag person to do it. Mm-hmm. This makeup is drag makeup. They've yeah. had a, they've had a, somebody that does this do it not just a makeup artist a regular makeup artist yeah well ryan dawson late who did the costumes did the show i saw recently called my son's a queer but what can you do mm-hmm. and that obviously had the amazing kind of disney inspired makeshift costumes um they also did hms pinafore the sasha reagan production which i remember the costumes specifically on that production remember that the sailors all had kind of like beanie hats and i didn't tops. go but you told me i thought you saw pinafore not the Sasha Reagan one, did I? Yeah, we oh, saw yes, it at Hackney years and years ago. Yeah, I did. And they had the kind of like woolly hats and like the sailory outfits. And then when they were the women, they had like sort of stockings. And, you know, I feel like um, Ryan Dawson late obviously has like a real queer aesthetic. And this production has a fully queer production team. So, yeah, so I think that feel, like, the whole show feels really authentic. That's what I'm trying to say. The makeup is authentic to drag. Mm-hmm. The people that, the dancers and the other, it you feel like they belong there. They belong in this club. They're not actors. They just did yeah. that so well, didn't they? Yeah, not like a bit, like, you know, some shows everybody's talking about Jamie, even the actors playing the, the drag queens. I've got the perfect example. What? Oh, my God, this is exactly how it shouldn't have been done for me, was Kinky Boots. I didn't see Kinky Boots. Oh. But yes, maybe like... They're non... not proper, you know... Yeah, they're, they're West End people playing a character, acting, But it's not even the actors, job, it's but... like they didn't even get... like It's like they've had a, a theatre costume Yeah. do the do costumes. The drag, yeah. And I'm like, no, get somebody that's making costumes for drag queens. Mm-hmm. Like, get somebody that's in this world. Yeah. Oh, it was Absolutely. so good, wasn't it? Yeah, and the, the, co- the, the Lame s- curtains. Mm-hmm. Everything that about the look of it was... Lighting, hitting those curtains, those shiny purple curtains. Yes. It's just everything was gold and purple and Gucci, like yeah. in that kind of Gucci palette. It all just felt really authentic from the look of it. And then also the performers um, who we should name check. But I like the fact that they haven't gone too modern. It felt modern, but it wasn't a modern Im- Im- imaginative like. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And so in the lead, we have um, Carl Mullaney is Alba. And Alba is the drag performer Zaza, who's the headliner at the Locage Full Club um, and is Georges' lover. And I thought he was incredible. He does lots of cabaret. And it you kind of tell. It really shows. And again, it felt super authentic. This is not, you know, his first time in drag. This is not his first time entertaining an audience and it felt really... Because in the past they've had... Well, the original production had straight actors and lots of people have um, been in this from like Graham Norton to Kelsey Grammer, Douglas Hodge. Oh, really? Yeah, but I feel like you need... Playing Zaza. I can't remember if... Yeah, did Kelsey Grammer play Zaza or George actually? I can't remember. Graham Graham Norton played Zaza. Yes, and um, Douglas Hodge who was in... Willy Wonka, the the Charlie Chalk Factory musical, he did it as well. But I feel like the authenticity that um, Carmelani brought was really, like, really obvious. You could really feel that. I think it's like when you actually do drag, I think the confidence level is there yeah. to work an audience that big. Yeah, so he doesn't need to be a well-known no. star to make a star a star performance. Yeah. And I thought Billy Carter, who played George, was really good as well. Obviously, like, the sort of, maybe, like, the straight man to Alban's sort of histrionics and over-the-topness, but obviously still authentically flamboyant himself and 
but without having to like try too hard. It just felt really natural. And I and loved that... his understated acting. Yeah. Don't you just feel like when he was saying to his yes. son, you know, this man has paid for this man that I love has paid for your school. You've never wanted for anything. He supported this house and this lifestyle. And now you're asking him to be somebody he's not because your girlfriend is disapproving, your fiance. Yes. That could have been shouted at. That could have been his mm-hmm. big... And he just did it in a really... Like you would between your family. Yeah. Like you're trying to be reasonable and you're trying not to upset everybody. And I thought his delivery of that scene was brilliant. Yeah, considering it's like a farce of them having to pretend to be... You know, he's have to pretend to be straight when this couple come around. It was played you know, for laughs in lots of parts, but it also felt really, like, touching and kind of the audience were... Re- I could feel everyone was really, like, heartbroken by it at I the same just, time as it being really fun. I've just remembered a story about farce. I was talking with this lady from Edinburgh and she said that she liked the play that had gone wrong. And I said, mm-hmm. I really don't like that kind of farce. And then she was saying about Harry Hill. She'd seen a show with him and he just kept on pulling the sock and it got longer and longer. Mm. I was, like, dumbfounded. How did you laugh at that? Like, what is funny about... Harry Hill pulling out it's so like clowns I hate that kind of I do like Harry Hill though I like Harry Hill but I'm, I really don't like Mr Bean and I really don't like over the top yes it drives me mad and you're so right that they didn't do like it, when there's all the mix up happening in the restaurant it's not overplayed yes totally yeah the whole thing just had such a celebratory vibe which a show you know written in 1983 from a 1973 text about gay people could be really depressing like you know when we went to see boys in the band it was actually quite like dark really this didn't have any of that like by the end and obviously it has the famous song i am what i am which everyone knows and that was incredible that brings down act one jerry herman knows how to bring down an act do you know what i mean yeah that was amazing that was so good such a good musical i think mum should go and see this because you know how we always say that she finds things quite like but actually since she said that i'm like looking at things and thinking yeah why is everything so heavy yeah whereas this was a really nice refreshing everything is kind of angsty now and i'm like going to the theater should be entertainment it should be like on par with going to see like you know a concert or something you should come out feeling something which i think this is this is like we need this it's summer it's a perfect show to go see like with your family or on a date or just yeah. with somebody that doesn't go to theatre very often because it's like a five-star production. Yeah, it is fantastic. It's so, so good. Um, interesting, I was looking up the director, Timothy Sheeder, who is the artistic director of the Regent's Park Theatre. He directed this production, did an incredible job. He is leaving next year to go and be the artistic director of the Donmar. Donmar. Oh, Tim, don't go. Tim, let's talk about this. Please be reasonable. Tim, well, have Timothy. We been, have we been to the Donmar recently, though? Not really. There's nothing really there that's sort of excited us. Timmy, I don't know how to tell you this. So maybe we need him there at the Donmar. The Donmar stinks, don't Maybe we need him there. So has he? How long has Timothy been at Regent's Park? Do we think? Because he's just been—he's been on a winning streak. Because each year there is one or two hit shows. Oh, huge hit shows! He's been there for a while since like two thousand and nine or something. He did the like Into the Woods that Jenna Russell and Hannah Waddingham were in. He did a Hello Dolly there that was really successful in two thousand and nine. So he's that big Jesus Christ superstar was one of his productions. That had amazing reviews. Yeah, so he's. Like, this is a brilliant production. So, they've extended its dates at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre um, because it was due to finish early September and they have now extended it until the 23rd of September, which is... Un- they don't always push it now, into, the late, into late September, but they have, so you've got more chance to see it. Highly recommend. Now, talk to people about the seats that we sit in because I don't know if there'll be any available, but they're no. really good value because they're technically restricted view. 
And yeah. <sighs> I don't think there'll be many of those seats left. If you look in the centre of the auditorium, above the walkways where you come in, they've got seats for like £30, but they tend to go really quickly because there's only four or five of them. Oh, okay. But I sat in other similar, same price seats, £33, on the edge of the auditorium of the amphitheatre. So it's a side-on view, but as you can imagine, because it's a half horseshoe shape and the stage is a thrust it kind of comes out a fair bit you don't really miss much I couldn't see all of the band tucked away at the back oh that's fine that doesn't matter but all the performance they come right out to the front yeah so you can see you all the big dance anything. numbers that big dance number where they're all doing the split like the can like all those oh, splits I think that was amazing that was so good so good they really threw everything out of that I tempted to say oh, it I was just so about good. to say can you see it again it's such a just, shame that they don't do discounted seats or like offers or anything like yeah yeah, so it seems like £33 is... Actually, they have some £25 ones, but I can never see where they are. They are, must... they set... are they sitting on the banks, maybe? they're like Yeah, I can't see those, but £33 or £55 if you want to go more central in the sort of back section of the... I mean, it's worth £55. It's but... worth £55 if you're considering it and you think that's a lot. Just It's really good. Yeah, it's um, obviously it starts 7.45 and it does, even if it's been a hot day like obviously England, it does get chilly in the evening. So I was thankful you brought an extra coat, which I stole at half time. Um, just like be prepared for, you know, chilly weather. I bought a little blanket that I sat on top of and that always helps. Mum always says one, wait, what did she say? One underneath is better than two on top. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So sitting on a little blanket was really helpful and having a coat. So just bring like all different types of clothing. You can take um, your own wine and stuff if you want to go in. I think they open an hour before the show. You can have a little picnic in the garden there. They've got picnic tables. So you've got till the 23rd of September to see La Cage Full at Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. And it's so such a recommendation. It's so good. So, so good. So definitely go see that. What else have we got to talk about? Oh, well, we were, we're going to see Sound of Music. We went to see Sound of Music. Our family is slightly obsessed with it. We've grown up watching it. We went on recently to do the Sound of Music tour in, in Austria. In Salzburg, yeah. In Salzburg. And then we all went on our family trip to see it down at Chichester Festival Theatre. And we didn't wear our cravats. Remember, we had the cravats made out of curtain material that we wore in Austria, like yeah. complete losers. Like the Von Trapps. Yeah. Um, we didn't wear those, which was a shame. I a missed was. opportunity there. But that production at the Chichester Festival Theatre only runs until the 2nd of September. So there's like a week left. But we really enjoyed it. Um, it was a very, like... I mean, I've, we've seen the film, but we've never seen the stage version. And obviously the stage version is slightly different than the film. Um, a couple of extra songs, like the Baroness and Max get a couple of songs together. Favourite Things is put right at the beginning. Oh, yeah. um, and instead of the Favourite Things number, they sing... What do they sing instead? They sing Lonely Goat Herd. Like, they, you know, everything shuffled, yeah. around, everything shuffled around a little yeah. bit. Um, so that, you know, it's slightly different, but it's very true to, if you like the film, it, it's very true to oh, that. Oh, if you like the film and you just, it's like when you go and see something like La Boheme or La Traviata, you're like, oh, I should just go and see the traditional, you know, mm-hmm. solid, and you'd go to the Royal Opera House and watch their version. Yeah. This is like the solid, true to, you know. True to the Broadway yes, original. It's a, you know, a polished, um, very sort of like safe production isn't it they're not sort of trying to like make it modern they're just it's like watching the film yeah it's so like that like the costumes are set it's everything and I think the film succeeds in so many ways obviously because of Julie Andrews she's become so synonymous with it and I thought that Gina Beck who starred in this was really good because it kind of kind of make and break make or break 
actually it's, a, it's probably a really hard character to play being mm-hmm. that nice and chipper yeah, all being the time nice. yeah exactly You're like am i am i in a sort of pantomime am i in, and i'm like snow white just having to be really sweet yeah but she did it so well yeah i really think she did as well um, so you're not trying to be sweet you're trying to be like wholesome but a yeah. bit f- yeah she did it really well um yeah she was the real standout the kids were really cute but also you have to stand out but you also have to be yes. a nun you know, yeah, you can't exactly. be stealing the show. You can't be like children. Can't be belting around. Yeah. No, you can't be like thinking they'll flock to you. You have to be like one of the children. Folksy. Yeah, she was mm-hmm. just a, uh, a nun who liked to sing. Yeah, I thought she was a real, a real star. So if you want to see it, you can see it still at the Chist Festival Theatre until the fifth of September, second of September. Can I just ask you a question? Mm. Font of all knowledge. Now that we've t- spoken about Tim Murray and um, Wicked, if somebody was like, "I want to go see Wicked," is it still on? Yeah, yeah, it's still in Victoria, yeah. And it's also the London Theatre Week sale is on various platforms, including Today Ticks, so you can get discounted tickets to it. And is it just, like, full of kids? I don't know. I haven't seen it. The last time I saw it, I went to a Wednesday matinee because I wasn't working, and I thought, I'll go to Wednesday matinee. On your Didn't... own? Just say that. Clear. Make on that my clear. own, okay. to a Wednesday matinee, because I thought... <laughs> to see Wicked, okay. Yeah. Say so it's a full sentence. I went on my own to see Wicked, Wednesday, middle of the day. Um, and it was full of school trips because obviously that's when they go because you can't take kids out of school in the evening. So like school trips go on a Wednesday matinee, I know that much. Mm. But yeah, I don't know the rest of the week how much it's like. It'll be a mix of kids, tourists. I'd like I would to, like know to see it again. It, I would. And I'd like to know if it kind of had has the impact we, as it did when we first saw it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. How it's holding up all these years later. Mm. I know I had a look at things like on the London Theatre Week sale, uh, like um, Phantom of the Opera and Les Mis, because I thought I'd like to go see, I've never seen Phantom, would like to see Les Mis again. But they're so expensive still. Those yeah. shows are just like tourist traps and they can just charge. They can charge £80 pounds and people are like, well, we're in London this weekend and I yeah, guess we'll pay £80. Quid. I just want to go see Phantom and see if I hate it. Mm. I have a feeling I might, but I want to know. Well, speaking know. of Phantom, mm. last thing we have to say for today. We are going to see Andrew Lloyd Webber's Sunset Boulevard, starring Nicole Scherzinger. Yes, we booked tickets. I think you did it as a top tip, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, I'm really excited for that. I cannot wait. Yeah, that's going to be so good. That's on at the Savoy Theatre. Starts starts really soon, late September, doesn't it? Yeah. And we're going, are we November, going October? October. October, November. I'm so excited for that. They've announced the rest of the cast. I was wondering if they'd get a big name to play opposite her, but they haven't. It's quite a new up-and-coming um, young actor playing what's he called Gill- Joe Gillis and they've announced so when we were looking at tickets on a Monday night I believe it is that when you click on that a little note comes up saying Nicole Scherzing is not due to perform so she's obviously taking Mondays off which is I think what Amber Riley did at the Savoy when she did Dream Girls oh. big sing obviously so Rachel Tucker is going to be doing the alternate we know that name we saw her in Come From Away she played the pilot oh. And she was also in Wicked. She was one of the Alphabas. I believe her and Gina Beck were in Wicked together. Um, so she's got a real big voice. So she's going to be... So that's a really good alternate if you go on a night when Nicole's not there on a Monday. That's Tickets are slightly cheaper as well. And I think she'll be fantastic. If, if it's we a really good production, it, we'll have we'll to go, go again and see, and see her. her yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Well, also at the Savoy Theatre, speaking of unstudies, that's where... Um, Funny Girl was on when Sheridan Smith had to kind of exit the production and Natasha Barnes came in and kind of stole stole the show and became like a bit of a star for, for oh. leading that production there. So 
But yeah, if it's really good, we'll go and see both versions. I really hope it is. I mean, I'm hi- I've really hoped myself up. Yeah, it's funny because we're not really Android Webber people. No, but we like, just saw it when we saw yeah, it at the Coliseum. Like we loved it. We listened to the music like since then and it's really memorable and I love it. Yeah, and I think we saw a sort of concert production with Glenn Close, but this, it'll be nice to see the sets of her, her, her mansion and mm. see like a full production. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so obviously it's been a while since we did our last episode. How soon do you reckon we're going to be back? We've got coming up. Oh, we don't have that much. We need to go see something in September. If not, our next thing is at the Young Vic, which is the untitled Fuck Miss Saigon play, as it's oh, called, wow. which sounds kind of interesting. Yes. Um, but other than that, we need to go see something. Crazy for you, still on the list. We're going to get tickets in the London Theatre Week. Oh, yeah, we need to see Crazy for you. And then Flowers for Miss Harris. That's in London Theatre Week set at as the well. Riverside at the Riverside Studios in Hammersmith with our absolute favourite actress, Jenna Russell. Jenna Russell. So we must book to see that as well. Okay, well let's try and find something that we'd like to see in September. Yes, there's what? a new production. You like Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. There's a new musical oh, of at Rebecca. Charing Cross Theatre. Yeah, maybe we should try and go and see that. That's not your dress. That's Rebecca's <laughs> dress. Yeah, that's coming the end of September. Yeah. A new, it's a foreign production. So this is the new, the English language premiere of the musical. So it's been translated from, I don't know where. I'm going to say Germany. That's my <laughs> guess. Where do you guess it's come from? Um, you know, I hate I feel like it's, I feel like it's always Germany well, or I say it with our family and guessing. <laughs> Remember the other day when somebody was like, well, guess what the biggest stadium in London is? I was like, I don't, I don't know. What is it? Just well, guess. guess. No, just guess. Just guess. <laughs> Mum's always like, guess how much I bought this for, isn't she? When she gets something on a sale. Oh, yeah. Or when you do it to her, you're like, guess how much I got this for? And she guesses super low. Do you know yeah. when you're like, you, she does it with you more than me because you shop more. So when yeah. you're like, oh my God, guess how much I got these like leather boots for? She's like, five pounds? Five pounds. <laughs> it's so it's naughty. It's so annoying. Because she just wants you then to be like, well, no, they were 50. Oh, that's still a lot, isn't it? It's so annoying. <laughs> naughty mummy. Um, thanks again for listening to Theatre Cup Podcast we'll be back soon hopefully <laughs> but you just never know um, don't hold us to it like, but as always you can want. follow us on Instagram at Theatre Cup Podcast and thanks for listening bye bye